Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. I'm really excited to have this introduction to our next series. And this whole series this summer is going to be about getting healthy in various areas of our life. So we're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about healthy habits, friendships, families, minds, bodies, all of the things. And I don't know about you, but the last few months have not necessarily always felt like my healthiest. So if one of those topics kind of struck a nerve, uh, maybe a few of them did, uh, I'm excited that we're going to dive in to these conversations. And I know for myself, sometimes I just need a little bit of a focus. And so the summer is a great time, I find, to we shift gears, things change. Now, usually it's when kids get out of school, but, you know, they've been home for a while. Um, but it's a chance just to try new things. And so I'm excited to say, what does it look like to begin to look at one of these areas of our lives? What does it look like to begin to um, become a little bit healthier in various areas. And again, healthy, healthy, we normally just think of our bodies. And we are going to talk about that. But we're, we're going to talk about um, so many different areas where we may not feel like we're thriving. So I'm excited about that for this summer. And today, I just want to talk about this idea that sometimes we already know what it is we need to do. And I want to unpack this just for a minute. So um, for example, talking about the, the idea of feeling a little bit healthier in my body. I can be sitting with friends and be like, oh, I just, I need to eat better and I need to work out more. It's like, yeah, I know what to do. I actually know how to do those things. I know how to buy healthy food and cook healthy food. I know how to move my body, but I sometimes just don't do those things. So I want to talk about a little bit about what it looks like to actually do some of the things that we already know we need to do, or we already know there's a bit of a focus somewhere in our lives. And often I feel like God is actually nudging us towards something. And, you know, nudge can actually sound a bit like he's pushing us. But I want, when I say the word nudge, it really is an invitation. I always feel like God is inviting us into something, um, but we don't always do it for various reasons. So for me, I know sometimes it's because I'm lazy. Um, sometimes it's because I'm tired um, or I'm feeling shy or whatever I feel like he's nudging me towards seems a bit scary or risky or I'm not sure. Um, and so there's various reasons for me to ignore the nudge or the invitation. Um, and I was thinking about a few different nudges that I have felt prompted in in the last while. And so I'm going to just share a few of those with you. Uh, one of my nudges has been to set my alarm earlier than I'd like to start my day quietly with Jesus. And this is something I've done probably for the last two years, I would say on and off, mostly on because I know that it makes such a significant difference for me in my day. But there have been seasons, whether it's holidays or um, just getting out of 
my regular rhythm for whatever reason, it feels really hard to get back into it. But it's something that, again, when my life feels a bit off or chaotic or I, I, I don't thrive when I start the day with one of my kids in my face asking something of me. Um, so that's something that I try to follow that nudge because I know I'm going to feel so much better. Um, turning off my phone to turn and my face towards my kids, going for a walk when I'd rather just lay on the couch. Um, sometimes it's just being still and stopping, working, whatever it is I'm doing, that can be a nudge, again, an invitation. And then, like I said, um, dropping my excuses of being shy to be the first one to um, reach out and say, hi, I'm Jacqueline. And I've been thinking of that one quite a bit recently because I think I um, I hide behind the uncomfortable feelings of getting to know people and stepping out. There's certain places where it's like, oh, yeah, this is comfortable. I'm with my kids. I can kind of I think I can kind of hide behind them as I am chatting with people, but really getting to know people who um, are in my neighborhood that I'm. I'm just getting to know, I'm like, do we have anything in common? How do I chat with you? Right? It can feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm really um, trying to kind of follow those nudges to be getting to know people. Um, now, I want to share a really fun story that happened last week about following this nudge. And I want to give you a little bit of backstory. Some of you, if you follow me on Instagram and you already are aware of the story, but I want to unpack it a little bit more. So first off, there are a few more details in my blog that I wrote two years ago. I think it's called Creating um, or Context Creates Room for Compassion or something. Sorry, I should know what it is, but um, I don't have a lot of blogs, so <laughs> it's easy to find. Anyways, um, so we moved into this house about nine years ago. And the week before we moved, I was driving around because it's fun to check out your new house and your new neighborhood um, before you move into your house. Very exciting. And I noticed that a fence panel, one of our fence panels had been knocked over. I was like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't like that when we bought it. So um, I called the realtor and it turns out that the older man who lived across the street, something had happened with his truck where it got bumped into neutral and it rolled right into our fence panel, knocking it over. So when we moved in, we actually were not very good at adulting and figuring out all the things in life. And so I think it actually honestly went went by for way too long. Like I want to say maybe even two years where we had this thing propped up and it ended up being on us to get things repaired. And so I think I was probably a little bit frustrated with this neighbor. Um, and then they ended up calling the cops on us and accusing us of being drug dealers, which we are absolutely not. But um, at the time, my husband doing youth ministry, um, having kids coming and going and parents coming and going, dropping off money for fundraising. Anyways, I'm sure it looked funny. So there's a lot of reasons to not have a relationship with my neighbors across the street. And um, but a few years ago, God began doing this deep heart work in me, which is the thing that birthed uh, my book, Tangled, a soul care revival guide. Um, he began to just show me a lot of the junk, really, that was hanging out of my heart, this heart purge. And so as that went on, he began to nudge me towards my neighbors. And again, an invitation to get to know them. And I was like, really, God? Like, at this point, I'm like, I've lived there for seven years. I haven't really 
connect with them, had any kind of relationship with them. And what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know what to do. But I knew the nudge was there. And so I kind of began to look for an opportunity. So one day I was outside and I noticed the um, wife was outside across the street. And so I started walking over towards her without talking myself out of it. I didn't think about it for a long time. I just went. And she turned to me and like smiled. And we had a great conversation. And she shared with me a little bit about her husband's health, which explained a lot of why he'd been acting the way he had. And um, to shorten up over the last two years, we've gotten to know each other, smiled and waved and exchanged, you know, flowers and other things like that. Um, so it's been really nice. But her husband is has now been moved to a care home and she's over there all alone. They never had kids. And um, so over COVID, I've seen her a little bit, but I just felt like recently, again, kind of this nudge from God like this, you need to go over there and talk with her. And so uh, a few days ago, I um, was home alone without my kids. My husband had taken them out. And like this is, I call this like a unicorn day. This rarely happens where you're actually home alone. And so I really need to figure out what is the best, absolute best way to use my time here. And sometimes that could be like power cleaning or purging things that I want the kids to see or something crazy like that. And this particular day I was doing some podcasting and I was like, I got to go do my work. But um, I felt that nudge. And as I saw her across the street through my window, I was like, well, I'll, I'll do my work and then I'll come chat with her later. But I also kind of knew that's an excuse. Like, if you don't do this now, you're probably, who knows if she's going to go back inside or you're going to forget or the kids will come home. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go grab my cup of coffee. This does not feel like the best time because, again, I'm kid free. It's not productive, but it's following a nudge. And so I walk across the street with my cup of coffee and she's delighted and asks me to sit down on um, her steps. And so we're chatting about all sorts of things, flowers, pets, whatever. And she brings up the fact that she grew up on a farm. And so I'm like, okay. And at this point too, I'm feeling like, all right, we've chatted long enough. Like maybe I just need to go home. But I ask another question. I'm like, okay, well, you know, where's the farm that you grew up in? To make a long story short, I find out that she grew up in a farm outside of the same incredibly small town that my mom grew up in. Um, They have never had a traffic light. I think there's like two or three streets in this town. It's so tiny. Um, And so not only did they, she mentions the high school. I'm like, oh, they, my mom went to that high school. And, um, And then we find out that her aunt actually married my great uncle. So her aunt married my mom's uncle. So they share cousins. So I find out as I'm chatting with this neighbor that we're related. And like, I don't know where you're listening from in the world. I appreciate that people are from all over the place. I am recording from the West Coast of Canada. So we are outside of Vancouver. The town she's talking about is East Coast, East Coast, um, Eastern border uh, area of Saskatchewan. So this is like a full, almost a full three provinces away. So this is a long way, ways away. Um, and I find out I've been living across the street from her for nine years. And she is my relative. And I thought, oh, I thought so many things. I mean, we both had goosebumps. I was like, these are Holy Spirit goosebumps. This is crazy. Um, but I also thought... A, if I had stayed offended by her and by her husband, right? Like if I had stayed in this place of 
um, dismissiveness, hurt, bitterness, anger, whatever I was feeling. And it wasn't like I was looking at them and I was seething angry. I just didn't care. Um, I didn't care to get to know them. And so when I allowed God to do this work in my heart and he began to highlight them to me and I took that first walk like across the street, not knowing anything that was going to come of it, and we began to build this little friendship, um, I just thought, you know, if I'd kept all that offense in my heart, I never would have had any kind of significant conversation with her to find this out. And then the second thing is, if I had not followed that God nudge, that invitation, I never would have found out that we're related. And so this was like such a beautiful gift to me. But I also thought um, this friend of mine, this woman across the street who has, I don't know if she has any family that lives close by, but she doesn't have kids. Um, Her husband of 52 years is now in a care home. And because of COVID, she can't even um, really have close contact with him. I thought, how incredible is that even for her that now she has family across the street? So um, I just think it's such an incredible, incredible story, um, both with the power of dealing with the stuff, the junk in our heart that's keeping us from um, real connection with people, and then um, following those nudges. So I had this moment significantly that day too, where I thought, what else in my life am I missing out on by not following the nudges? Because every day, every single day, I think God's wanting to show us these incredible things but we ignore him. And I know I still do. I still have these little prompts that I just kind of choose to do my own thing because, eh, what's the big deal? Or, you know, whatever my own little, um, that's inconvenient, I should go here. Um, But I think there's so much he wants to invite us into. And I think it really starts with those nudges. So I thought that was an incredibly cool story. I also want to say the God nudges, they always line up with scripture right? So um, God is never nudging me to um, do anything that would be inappropriate. And I'm sure you know that, but I feel like that's something to to cover. The um, prompts from God are always, um, they always line up with scripture. Now, as we kind of dive into what we want to focus on this summer, what healthy area we want to tackle, um, there might actually just be one area And sometimes that's helpful. It's helpful just to say, this is a season where we're going to double down our focus on our finances. Like things have gotten a bit out of control. We need to do some things um, in this area. And I'm really excited about the episode I have on finances. I think it's going to be awesome. The um, interview and conversation I had. Um, But there might be a few little areas. And so hopefully right now you have something where you're thinking, hey, I think I think I have this little idea of I I already know what I need to do. And so I've got a few things at the end of this podcast episode just to help you um, focus a little bit on that. But I want to share another nudge for myself. And the nudge that I've been feeling really has been to turn down the volume on the pull that I feel from technology. And really, it's my phone. And so I've shared a little bit about this on Instagram stories with people, but um, I've been doing a few things to prepare to have, I'm calling it an analog summer, and it's not going to be fully analog. Um, There are certain commitments I have where I'll be on social media 
Um, but my hope, especially with social media, is that I'm going to, um, I'm using a line from Greg McEwen, who wrote a book called Essentialism, which is a great read to kind of pare down your focus. Um, and also re- reading the book um, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. And so both of those have been helpful resources. But the my motto really is less but better. And so I'm not going on a technology fast, but I'm going to be changing the way I do a few different things. And so I'll be on Instagram, but possibly just on Instagram on one day of the week. Um, I've liked before to do sort of a six days on, one day off. Well, maybe I'm going to flip that. And just to kind of test it out and see, is this something that I enjoy? Is this something that actually is working better for my life? Um, I think sometimes when we take a full fast from things, and again, I'm not against taking a full fast of any kind of food or social media or anything else, but sometimes we just go back right into the very same habits. And so my hope in this is that the summer is a an opportunity in itself to try new things. It's the nudge I've been feeling. And I just want to figure out for myself, how do I do things less but better? How do I actually really be intentional? Because I probably haven't been as intentional as I would like when it comes to technology. Uh, we did talk about technology in episode 53 with my friend Rebecca. And so that's a great place to start if you... Um, are also feeling a little bit of that nudge. So I just want to unpack a little bit more about what I'm going to do there because I know for some other people, they feel that pull too. So my plan is to delete apps on my phone that I can access on the computer. So there's just things where I find I'm going to hit that button and I'm checking various things that I'm like, I don't actually need to check that thing 10 times a day. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe, actually, I may not need to check it at all. first off. Um, But maybe I can check it once on my computer or um, once that week. So there's just certain things where, again, I get feeling a little bit bored by a moment and it's like my thumb has a mind of its own. Um, So I'm just going to do that. I'm going to delete a few different apps where I can access the data on my laptop because I don't have an addiction to my laptop. I have to sit down, open it up. It's not going around with me everywhere. So I'm going to delete the apps, check things um, on my computer. And then I'm basically going to try and do that work, do any of the work I need to do from my computer um, and other areas. I'm just going to put some boundaries in place and see how it goes. And I'm probably going to fail at some things. I'm probably going to have a lot of growing pains and learning along the way. And I'll share those things at the end of the summer. Um, And if they're great and everything worked out flawlessly, maybe I'll just keep going or maybe I'll have some tweaks as I go into September. So for me, that's a little bit of the nudge that I have. Um, and that I'm really excited about. So that being said, if you want to contact me, you can always send me a message on Instagram. I'll get it eventually. Or you can always email me at JacquelineWidener1 at gmail.com. Now, for you, maybe your nudge isn't actually to do more. Maybe your nudge is to do less. And I know for some people, this is a really hard thing. And I have quite a few podcast episodes on rest and sleep. And what does that look like? And this has been a really um, long process for me, learning how to rest, learning how to pull back, how to um, be present. And I think for um, a lot of people in my life, I see people um, working really, really hard. And I, I think working really hard is really good. I still work really hard, but I also prioritize rest. 
And so that might actually be the thing for you is how do you um, sometimes rest first? How do you take naps? How do you listen to your body? Um, I had a friend recently tell me that she was having, she was really overworking and having these little adrenaline bursts throughout the day. And she thought, oh, that's so great. Like, that's kind of fun. I'm kicking into another gear until her body really started shutting down. And she's like, yeah, my body was trying to tell me what was going on. So, you know, what does it look like to really pay attention to the things that are going on? So it might be, it might be starting to slow down. It might be just taking stock of where you're at in life and having a bit of a reassessment. I know in this COVID season, people are changing jobs. They're changing the way they do things. And so this really is an opportunity. I used to buy these day planners or goal planners. They were called power sheets, which I loved and I highly recommend. And at the end of the month, there's a reflection on the past month and a goal setting to refocus for the month ahead. And there was always this one question that I loved. And it would simply ask, what am I saying no to? And then what am I saying yes to? And sometimes I would just write, I'm saying no to fear or to discouragement or to laziness or to staring at my phone instead of my children's faces. And sometimes I would say yes to risk, to step out or to being present or to all that God is calling me to. So I want to leave you with this. As we enter the summer months, what are you saying no to? And what are you saying yes to? And if you want to grab a piece of paper and write it down, something happens when we begin to write things down. You can ask any goal planning expert. And while you're at it, write down the nudges, the things you already know you need to do. And as we close, I want to I wanna just offer one other thing, something I've shared before, and that is that thriving isn't arriving. We don't arrive somewhere where suddenly everything in life is easy and everything works out well. But at the same time, sometimes we actually are avoiding the very areas in our life that we need to face to be able to thrive. So for some of us, we actually need to face that difficult relationship. Or for some of us, we need to face our finances. And some of us, and I think actually most of us, need to do the heart work. And if you don't want to know what I mean when I say do the heart work, it's probably because you haven't done it. Usually only those who have done it know exactly what I'm talking about. And hear me out. I am not judging you or shaming you for not having done it. So please don't hear that. But the heart work is simply an invitation to look at what has been hiding out in your heart. And to be honest, we can't really thrive until we've done that. It's the keeping things hidden and tucked away in our heart that actually destroys us from the inside out. And I know this because I lived that way for my entire adult life. I just didn't know there was another way. So if someone would have said to me, have you done the heart work? I would have been like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But for you, if right now your heart is beating fast and you know that this is exactly what you need to do, um, I want to give you a few tools. 
So first, the easiest place to start is just sitting and reading Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 that talk about, uh, search me, God. And I love how it's worded in the Passion Translation. I don't have it up right now, but it talks about, it says, I'm inviting you, God, in. I'm inviting you to search what's going on in my heart. So that's a great place to start, just sitting with him, inviting God in. In last fall, I shared a podcast series called Let's Go, and it really covers a lot um, of this stuff. I think it starts in episode 19. Um, We talk about forgiveness, lies versus truth, blame, victim mindset, really places where we can stay stuck. And those are places where we actually need to begin to do that heart work. Um, Again, like I referenced before, um, the Tangled book was really birthed through me going through this heart work, like going through this process. Um, And I do have a course available as well, um, where you can find the link here um, in the show notes on my website or um, in a link through Instagram. And the thing that I do like about the course is that um, I'm offering a monthly Zoom call with whoever has signed up. Um, And I think that's actually really helpful because to be honest, most of us haven't done the heart work because it's hard. And as I'm saying the word heart, I'm trying to be emphasize the T to say it's heart work. So you know what I'm saying. But that heart work is hard work. And so we actually usually don't do it because who wants to go like looking into who they need to forgive or doing any of that stuff? Nobody wants to do that stuff. I think that's one of the reasons we just don't do it. But if there is anything you ever have heard me say on this podcast ever, it is that this is the best thing you can do for your life for freedom, to live freely and lightly. And that's really why I'm doing the podcast. That's why I write on Instagram. It's because I have been set free and God has put it on my heart to help free other women from this bondage that is um, tangling them up. It's these invisible chains and often we are contributing, we're cultivating these chains in our life, or we're refusing to let go of those things or really do that hard heart work. And so um, all of these things really are an invitation, again, a nudge, an invitation into freedom. Um, And so the thing I like about the course is that there is a little bit of coaching and accountability because doing this work is hard. And um, Sometimes we just need somebody to come alongside us uh, and help encourage us in the right direction. Um, As we go, I want to read one of our theme verses um, for this podcast. Hebrews 12.1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Guys, I want to run this summer. And in this verse, it talks about how we need to throw off these things that are hindering us. There are things that are actually in our way. And sometimes the things that are in our way are the things that are in our head and our heart. And so um, that is why um, at the very end, that is this call to, um, if anything, If you want to thrive and be healthy in any area of your life, I would say start here. 
start with your heart and your mind. And we're actually not going to cover a lot um, on the podcast this summer. We're going to talk about things like friendship and finances. But in this first one, I want to say, if you want to thrive in all those other areas, which I will say, um, I am some of them I'm further along than others. But the main way I've been able to do that has been doing this first, doing the hard work. And you don't have to buy the course and you don't have to buy the book. Those are just um, tools and guides to help you along the way. Um, But you can sit with God. Psalm 139, search me, God, and then begin to follow those nudges. What are the things? Is there somebody that pops up that he's saying, hey, you have to forgive that person. I know they didn't ask for forgiveness. I know what they did was wrong, but that's for your freedom. And so as I shared that story with my neighbor, um, of course it felt uncomfortable <laughs> to go across the street. Of course it's inconvenient. Of course, there's all always lots of reasons, but it's an invitation into something more. And I think God always wants to invite us on this incredible adventure, this journey, and uh, to be living life to the full, life abundantly with him. Well, guys, I am excited about this summer of tackling healthy healthy things. The podcast um, interviews I have this summer are excellent. The women are excellent. The conversations I'm really excited about. Um, but I'm also really excited about you getting to um, come through these summer months and feel like, hey, I actually got quite a bit healthier in various areas. So if that's the case, I really want you to message me and tell me what you're focusing on, what you are... Um, what you've gotten healthier in. Because I think having a focus goal always helps us arrive somewhere. Otherwise, we're just arriving somewhere, but not on purpose. So I trust this episode has helped you go one step closer to thriving. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.